Welcome back, explorers. This is Our Diverse Universe. I'm Kay. I'm Teresa. And on today's episode, we will be discussing something that's become kind of a bigger topic of discussion in the non-monogamy community, relationship anarchy. What is that? What does it mean to us individually and how it shaped our relationships, both platonic and not, and also how it can also apply to monogamy culture. Um, But before we get into things, let's talk about why Teresa hates the term. I don't, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anarchy. Yes. (laughs) So like I, I grew up in a family um, that was not conservative, but like real judgmental of a lot of fringe communities. And I think anarchists was one of them. Valid, valid. And yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think, um, I think the word anarchy to me is like silly, even though it's fitting, right? Like, mm-hmm. Kay and I have spent quite a bit of time talking about this mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, the the word is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yes, accurate. Um, it means it, the things it's supposed to convey. Like, absolutely. And so, like, we had had a discussion at some point, like should there be a different term? And like, no, I think I just need to do my own personal work around the term. And I have, I have, if my relationship to the term relationship anarchy has gotten a lot better over um, the last six months, I'd say. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of people just like hear the word anarchy, right? And they think of like radical punk rockers with mohawks and flags or whatever. Pins, buttons, yay things. Yeah, Uh that's, yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so that's like sometimes on point, but I feel like there's a lot of anarchists that aren't that, right? Like, yes, completely valid for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. like any, any kind of like subculture or subgroup, there's, there's like the radical ones that people know and identify that group by, but they are not necessarily representative of the group as a whole. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. And what is it? The bad apples spoil the Spoil that apple spoils the cart. Yeah. yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I've said that phrase a lot this week. That's really oh. funny that you just said that. Oh, synchronicity. Synchronicity. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've, I admittedly have had a sorted history with the, with the term and like some feelings that I've had to work through, but it is, I've settled on it. It's appropriate. And, um, I can do my own processing <laughs> in order to I, I come to a place of acceptance. And I love it. <laughs> Give me all the anarchy that I, in the wise words of against me, I was a teenage anarchist looking for a revolution. So I, but now I'm a 31 year old anarchist drinking my $5 coffee and driving my hybrid car. So it's fine. It's a little bit of a shift. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) So um, now that we've kind of covered that, what the fuck is RA anyway? What the fuck is it? What is it? Um, so Wikipedia says Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Sorry for all the years <laughs> I thought you were an inadequate uh, source of information. I apologize. <laughs> we love a good crowdsource. Who doesn't? Uh, so relationship ar- anarchy is also um, abbreviated RA often. So if we like say RIA, that's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, Wikipedia says it is the application of anarchist principles to intimate relationships. Um, so its values include autonomy, anti-hierarchical practices, 
a lack of like state control over your relationships, mm-hmm. um, anti-normativity and community interdependence. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So what I um, am going to reference now is uh, a manifesto, the relationship anarchist manifesto. Ooh, oh, tell it, say it slower. <laughs> manifesto. Um, So this was written in 20, or sorry, 2006 um, by Andy Nordgren. And it's a short instructional manifesto for relationship anarchy. I can link it in our show notes. Um, But it just gives some guidance around um, the framework for what relationship anarchy is. And so uh, the first tenet of relationship anarchy is that love is abundant and that every relationship is unique. Um, So relationship anarchy really uh, embraces an an abundance mindset instead Mm -hmm, of like a mm -hmm. scarcity and lack mindset, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to love, which I think that in our society, we really promote this like scarcity of love and it creates problems. It does completely. I've had conversations with partners about living in the and concept. It is, I can have this and this instead of, oh, I can only have one and only this, which like, I mean, we can, we could talk all day about the pressures of what that put places on people individually and as like a collective, as a community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it really operates on like every relationship is independent and it's a relationship between autonomous individuals. So it really gets away from that, like, um, concept of owning your Mm, possessiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Possessiveness. Um, and that like need to control what your partner does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also the concept of, well, if you, if you loved me, you would do these things kind of exists in that realm as well. So Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, The next tenant is that love and respect um, exist in a relationship instead of entitlement. So deciding to not base a relationship on a foundation of entitlement requires respecting other people's independence and self-determination. So it really goes hand in hand with that previous concept that you, you operate out of a place of love and not being, feeling entitled to someone Mm -hmm. else's time, to someone Mm -hmm. else's energy to someone Mm -hmm. else's life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. unless that is discussed and communicated and agreed upon oh for sure unless it's a mutual mutual contract unless you know Mm -hmm. um but also the concept of choosing to be with the person instead of just this implied oh you're here because we're in a relationship you need to be here like the obligation it's choosing the people every day and choosing like where you want to focus your time and your energy and everything like that. So, yeah. And I really like, um, the last line of, um, this section in this manifesto is love is not more real when people compromise for each other, because it's part of what's expected. Oh yes. That really hits for me. Like Mm -hmm. we have this idea of, right. Like if you love me, you will do this Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm, me, um, mm -hmm. make some compromise or some sacrifice or whatnot. And like, Mm -hmm yeah, that could be a part of love and a respected relationship, but it's that entitlement piece. The fact that like, we feel entitled to make other people compromise. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. And I have, um, something that I have been trying to cultivate across all of my relationships, uh, currently is this sense of, 
I will do things because I want to, not out of obligation. And it's a pillar of if you if you do things because you want to, it feels mm-hmm. better. It feels like both parties can be fulfilled and it feels good. You know that your partner is doing it because they want to instead of, oh, they're doing it because they have to. And then that yeah. creates animosity and there's a whole bunch of other guilt neg- and yeah, tension and yeah. all kinds of things. Oh, for sure. That. Yeah, that could potentially be used later on as ammunition for, well, I did this this for you. you. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. And that, yeah, that in itself is just, it's all bad news. (laughs) Yeah. Cause then it's like hard to dig yourself out of that. Once, once that feeling of resentment is there, man, it's so hard to repair that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And you spend more time trying to repair that than actually looking forward into how you can um, grow as individuals within the relationship as well. Yeah, and like creates a barrier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of um, Gottman's for Horsemen of the Apocalypse when it comes to like relationships is resentment because like mm-hmm. it is, it can be apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh for sure. Like it's it is hard to work past resentment in any relationship. Totally. Like it, like I I. <laughs> yeah, and something I want to clarify here is like we are not just talking about um, like romantic relationships here, like relationship anarchy has to do with all of your close relationships 100 percent, mm-hmm. and not even yeah. like your close relationships it is um it's really like a political view it's a ph- it's a philosophy to live by oh um, completely so this is a way of operating in the world and moving through the world and and being in the world um, in mm-hmm. relation to yourself and other people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not just romantic partners Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I feel like once I started realizing that this didn't apply just to, uh, romantic partners, it, it completely shifted my it mindset. Like blow, it like blows the doors open, right? It does. It yeah. does. It allows, and I love it. And I'll, I'll speak about it later on when I talk about like my, um, what, um, RA means to me as an individual, um, and, uh, as a non-monogamous individual, but like the concept of romanticizing all relationships yeah. and allowing for that deeper connection and that deeper intimacy through the lens of RA, because I can, I don't have to put up these barriers that says no friends only believe belong in these friend boxes mm-hmm. and I yeah. can't do, you know, it allows for so much more community and, that in itself plays onto the uh, political aspect of RA and how we live in a society that benefits off of the individual view and not the community view. Yep. And capitalism views, I mean, we can go, uh, yeah. let me get on this. <laughs> let me get on this. This is so a rabbit bad. hole. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a rabbit hole. <laughs> so let's move on through the yeah, <laughs> yeah, before yeah. we uh, get, we follow the right rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is to find your core set of relationship values. So like it, relationship anarchy really encourages you to take a step back and look at how do you want to be treated by others in your mm-hmm. relationships? And what are your basic boundaries and expectations mm-hmm. for your relationships? And like, what kind of people would you like to spend your life with? And how do you want your relationships to work instead mm-hmm. of um, kind of like blindly following these uh, scripts, these yeah. pre these prescribed scripts that we've been fed through our lives that relationships need to look a certain way. Marriage needs to look a certain way. Friendship needs to look a certain way. So yeah, 100%. 
Yeah. And I'm sure um, we'll, we'll talk about it on a future episode. Um, the concept of the relationship escalator when it comes to romantic relationships, mm-hmm. um, there's this like predetermined or pre-prescribed uh, path that mm-hmm. we are really fed from mm-hmm. a really young age that like mm-hmm. you do this and then you do that and then you do that and then you do this. And if you skip a step, you are bad. Or if you don't mm-hmm. get to the top of the escalator, you haven't actualized your relationship. And, mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. yeah. It's not a real relationship. If you don't yeah. get to a certain point, if you don't, you live, don't live with together. each other, yeah, yeah, you don't live together. You don't do the, the legal thing. If you don't do the children thing, like it definitely, and it, it feeds off of that, uh, that, that, I feel like that scarcity concept mm-hmm. of like, you need to do these things in order to feel fulfilled, but if you don't want to, who, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like sitting here as a 36 year old unmarried woman, I'm a spinster. Oh yeah, you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just get your, I don't know. I imagine this like shawl you need. This, uh-huh. like, yeah. This like long black dress and this like shawl. And I'm, yeah. Like, get knitting. my like cat and my knitting and I'm sit on my rocking chair and my mm-hmm. I mean it sounds delightful it does honest. honestly it sounds real nice <laughs> <laughs> but regardless it's like growing up and realizing like the villain in the Disney movie you're like oh I'm not actually Ursula was right she got yeah. a point yeah or like which was just trying to help <laughs> she was just lonely. <laughs> just, just, I'm, it's she sad. Eel companion. Yeah, it's sad when we get to the point. Or now they're like, I always talk about like I've always loved Oscar the Grouch, but like Muppet wasn't. There was nothing wrong with him. Nothing wrong they just with that. kept bothering him. Just he wanted to be alone in his trash. Leave him can. alone. Leave him he liked alone. it. Leave the trash Muppet alone. <laughs> Leave him my one of my partners and I bonded over our love of Oscar and like I, I could hear his voice in my head. The trash Muppet. The trash Muppet. Leave him alone. <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, the next tenant here is um that heterosexism is rampant and out there, but we need to not let fear lead us, right? So like Remember that there is a very powerful normative system in play that dictates mm-hmm. what real love is and how we should live. Um, and so it it takes a lot of like fortitude, mm-hmm. honestly, to mm-hmm. deviate from that. And oh yeah, you're, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> uh-huh. Like you gotta be okay. You gotta be okay yeah. with um mm-hmm. living your life in a little different way. Yeah, to be okay to your own that. drum. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Um and then I like this next one. It says, um, build, build for the lovely unexpected. Mm. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Isn't oh. that beautiful? Uh, yeah. Uh, I uh-huh. love that. And it's true. Oh, that makes me so happy. Beautiful, unexpected. The, mm-hmm. the, the lovely unexpected. Mm. Um, so like relationship anarchy really gives you the freedom to be spontaneous, um, to express yourself without mm-hmm. fear or punishment within your relationships, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can talk about this in my experience of RA, um, but it is, it's like scary to yeah. allow that to happen, and but also, gosh, so rewarding. Oh yeah, completely. I think it was uh, Polyphilia on Instagram uh, made this reel at one point. It's like, oh, you have here, I will give you all the the freedoms and the here, do the, all the things that you'd like. And then you're like, oh no, so scary. So scary. <laughs> Freedom is scary. Very scary because you you have to be your own 
uh, I don't know, you have to, what is it? Self-regulate also. Yeah. You have to do mm -hmm. all the things by yourself and realize that, oh, wait, does, do I want this thing? Or if I do want this, you know, going against the script yeah. of like, oh, it's easier to be told what you want and to follow those things, but then to actually like advocate for yourself and say, no, 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 I actually want this thing and I can have it or I can go after it. That's, it's frightening. It's overwhelming. It, it really can be. Yeah. Cause I mean, like you go from here are your choices to the sky's the limit. Build mm. your own. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freaking scary. And it's like, um, it really requires you to uh, trust that you know yourself and mm. what you want and mm. that it's okay to request that from other people. Oh yeah, completely. And to also be okay. And something that I've personally had to work on a lot these past couple of years is being okay. If things fail, Yep. like being, giving yourself grace and understanding that not everything you might've wanted it in the moment, but it not, might not have served you best to continue. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's okay. Like you were learning and growing and changing and that's totally fine. Like we are going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. That's just yeah. that's life. And like, and not even necessarily make mistakes, just like outgrow something. Oh, and yes. Okay, mm. too. Like, yes, I don't know how many relationships and jobs I've stayed in because I'm like, well, I like chose this and, mm -hmm. and you put in time and yeah. time and I don't mm -hmm. want to feel like I wasted my time or my life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Doing mm -hmm. these things. Oh, completely. Yeah. And so like, uh, there's a lot of flexibility in mm -hmm. relationship anarchy and I'm sure we'll have an episode down the line about like de-escalation and that sort of thing. Oh yes. Um, and like <laughs> renegotiating relationships. But mm -hmm. as someone who very recently renegotiated, uh, my romantic relationship, it's no longer a romantic relationship. Like the freedom to be able to do that. Like he and I had, I mean, we've had a a very long history. Um, and at one point, like we were together and we broke up in a real spectacular way and, mm. you know, uh, following the tenets of, I don't know, the relationship escalator or just like monogamy, the way that it happens in our culture. Um, there wasn't space for us to even talk about really like continuing to be friends. We like kind of tried for mm -hmm. a month, but things were so bad between us that like we couldn't couldn't do yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Um, and now being able to like, I've done so much work on what I look I don't know, my values and, and whatnot, it's allowed me space to de-escalate and change what the relationship looks like without completely imploding everything. Yeah. And I'm sure it's an it, option. Yeah. And I'm sure it also provides this security in that I know for myself, it provides security that it's okay. If things look different, I can yeah. still have this person in my life in some capacity yeah. and still express love and gratitude for what we had and, and for what it is now. And that's mm -hmm. okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, every ex is going to be your enemy now, or like yeah. it, 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 fosters this energy of it's okay it, yeah. it served me then but it doesn't serve me now right which is normal and healthy like we're here to change yeah 100 and, and evolve and like things are just not gonna fit anymore and that's okay mm -hmm. and it shouldn't fit like mm -hmm. i like some things will forever some things are permanent in that sense but i I don't know. I fully believe that if you're not, if you're not growing and changing and evolving and you know, it doesn't feel a little scary, then I, 
I don't know. What else are we doing on this earth? I dare say you're doing it wrong. I agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, the next one is um, fake it till you'll make it, which I think yes. like, uh, kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes it can feel like you got to be like superhuman to do this stuff. And that's yeah. not the case. I think, I think like from the outsider perspective, right? Before you start mm. walking this path and like, and accepting that, I don't know, like, I think it's talked a lot about in uh, polyamory circles a lot uh, specifically, but that concept of like, how do you not get jealous? Right? Oh, like, or the question of like, I could never do that. Yeah. Like, right? oh my gosh. Okay. Well, maybe all right. I'm <laughs> nothing special. Yeah. Just like bumble through <laughs> and, uh-huh. and figure it out and be okay. Like communicating what's happening for you as you're bumbling through. That's really the important piece. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and acknowledging that you are bumbling. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like yeah I don't know what I'm doing totally. but I'm doing it yeah, yeah that that uh admitting and acceptance of like maybe we don't know what we're doing but we're gonna do it together and communicate about it beautiful mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> the next is that trust is better hmm. that choosing hmm. to assume your partners like um if you chose them Mm-hmm. through awareness and understanding what your values are and communicating that, um, that your partner probably is not somebody who wants to harm you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to use that as self-regulation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not like flipping out over things, right. To be able to like come to the table and create the kind of relationship where, um, you can navigate those things together and you can, de-escalate or change aspects of your relationship together. Mm-hmm. Um, You're on the same team. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. You give people chances to talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And to see yep. you like also give yourself the opportunity to be seen in your relationships, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. truly seen. Yes. Oh yeah. Showing up. I think I just budgeted it Oh, was it yesterday we were talking, you and I, we were texting and I was like, may we all enter all of our connections with authenticity and love and yeah. making sure that we're always seen in all of our connections, whether it be like romantic or platonic or showing up authentically is the quickest way for connection. And the, I feel like the most impactful and the most powerful way for connection. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's so empowering to be able mm-hmm. to show up authentically and be seen and have that be allowed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I had been texting Kay about a new partner that yes, I'm exploring a connection with. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I've really appreciated about him is that he is like, you can show up as authentically and as strong as you want. Oh, like, so oh. hot. <laughs> talk, talk authentically <laughs> to me. <laughs> I love yeah. It. I he love was it. like, you never have to worry about being like, too strong of a character. Oh, I was like, what? Oh, oh, oh. That's a, that was a big door to open. You yeah. You want, doing. yeah. You want a strong character? This triple fire signs. Yes. Stay. <laughs> oh man. I love it. Be careful what you wish for. Exactly. Always. Yeah. Especially with this fire. Mm. As says the water <laughs> over here. That's All just the like, that's cool. Uh-huh. That's cool. I'm cool. That's cool. I'm like, wow, I'm a force. What's up? <laughs> I um, love my I love my fire though. I have to say, multiple partners that are fire signs. I approve. I approve. I approve. And maybe it was described as aggressive earlier this week. Oh, excellent. You know, hey, you're doing something right. 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, the next one is change through communication. Mm. Like, I think that we've talked a lot already about how important communication is important. Um, this also says like communicate in a context of trust. Mm-hmm. Which I really like. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Like we are so used to people never really saying what they think and feel, and we have to read between the lines and oh extrapolate and uh, figure out what they really mean. Neuro neurotypical uh, speak. Don't like it. Uh, tell me actually what you mean. Don't make me think. Don't make me overthink. Ah, uh. it's really terrible and so like radical relationships have to have communication um and like conversation at the heart of them Mm -hmm. and like not as a state of emergency right like I feel like so many couples are used to and not just like romantic couples right like pairings of people are Mm -hmm. only are used to only communicating when it is a state of emergency when it's Mm -hmm. like all right we have to talk yeah or like time for relationship check-in which like okay valid in certain circumstances but like you can why can't we just build in a relationship check-in from the start like yeah can we just like check in about what's happening here like oh yeah without it being this like come to the principal's office type of anxiety inducing horrible experience oh my gosh yeah Uh uh-huh one of my partners and i he he always is very good he's like hey temp check like yeah let's yeah. go are we good are we going mm-hmm. what's going on like and I and it like came it like first started like it was like unprompted I was like oh, where does this, this come from oh I like this mm-hmm. like just yeah just temp check like what's how's everything do we need a moment to breathe do we need yeah. a you know time to like reconnect really quick like I love that like yeah. why it doesn't have to be this huge giant blow up all the time yeah and like normalizing being able to ask about things yes mm-hmm. and be explicit about mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also on the other end um being okay with potentially saying something that might be a little hurtful to mm-hmm. your partner and understanding that it's okay we'll be able to work through it right. like I will say it and you might have emotions and I and I honor those emotions and I hold that space for those emotions but at the same time like I need to say what I need to say yep. so that we can like move on and find compromise or find solutions yep because both sides are important mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot we don't say because we're trying to be nice yes oh not 100- hurt other people's feelings but then yes. like then you are hurting yes you're hurting the bigger picture here because and then yourself by yeah. like mm-hmm. violating your own boundaries because you're not adhering mm-hmm. to them or censoring yourself which like that mm-hmm. yeah that creates I mean we talked about animosity in the beginning like it yeah. just harbors this animosity of I can't show up authentically I can't say what I want to say because I'm afraid of what my partner will think or how they'll react totally yep so the last thing listed here is customize your commitments and I really like that is just relationship anarchy I think in a in like a nice little bow yeah a little wrap little gift yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and like like we said we like joked about like choose your own adventure and um I really like the description of RA as like the salad buffet Mm. of relationships Mm -hmm. like every relationship is a different plate and you put on it what you want together Mm -hmm. um and know that like you could put something back or take it off or add to Mm -hmm. it later and and Mm -hmm. it's all customizable and this opens the door for like you don't have to raise children with your romantic partner you can raise children with a platonic partner Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you know like 
so many options. And I think uh, our generation is really starting to play with those boundaries and Mm -hmm. goals and whatnot, which I don't know. I think it's just so funny that like it really flips out other generations of people, but really like that is what the root of human connection is. If you go back to um, like you know, tribes of humans before there were, we were communal based. We were in all, yeah. 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 And Mm -hmm. I always use the term, it takes a village Yeah, and it's true. It does like raising children. I couldn't even imagine like the only way that I would ever have children would be in some sort of commune. My hippie commune, we'll talk a lot about this in, <laughs> in this podcast, my hippie commune dream. I like raising children in a community like that, that you have that support, that you have all of that connection and the ability to take time for yourself and to, you know, give the child what they need and what they want without have taking on all of that. Like, yeah, that sounds beautiful. Why not? Why not do it that totally. way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so RA really allows you to like start from scratch in every relationship. There is mm-hmm. no like predetermined template, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. we're not like going into Word and selecting a template yeah. to like <laughs> fill in my resume. No, you're like creating something yeah. from from the bottom up. Yeah. Um, you start with literally nothing and then mm-hmm. go from there based mm-hmm. on conscious agreements. Mm-hmm. Enthusiastic between. agreements. Yeah. Like what do you <laughs> want? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what can I give? That's something that I yeah. always enter um, into my relationships is this is what I can offer you. Mm-hmm. It's not like a pitch. It's not like a, you know, it doesn't, I hope Sales it never comes off that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I always hope it comes off as like, Hey, this is what I'm willing to give. This is what I can give. This is what I want to give. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that feels good for you? Like, does this feel like it could be fulfilling for you? Because, um, within, Within this life, within the way I live my life, I need to be um, conscious of what I can give, whether it be time, emotional, like everything. Um, And I always make sure that everyone's understanding of that from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important to be able to have all of that clarified because I... I'm going to talk about this a little bit in my... When I talk about what RA is for me... Mm -hmm. um, like those unstated expectations are just like a killer of all relationships. God, oh my God, 100%. It truly, like, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, we can definitely talk more about that. Yeah, and so like, I mean, on that note, um, relationship anarchy is um, anti-amatonormative, right? And that word means um, that That like set, I know. I said it, I said it so So sexy, good job. (laughs) As if I use that in my everyday life. (laughs) You do, Teresa, what are you talking about? Totally, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I just drop it at any moment. I'm totally not looking at it on my screen right now. (laughs) Not at all, nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) But it is like the set of societal assumptions that um, everyone like tries to achieve with an exclusive romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. right? We Facebook official. Yeah. Um, And so the way that we are talking about relationship anarchy also is like an umbrella Mm. um, uh, for all other relationships. Right. And I like mentioned that here or there, but monogamy can fall under relationship anarchy. Right. Like um, we're not sitting here saying that like you have to be (laughs) or anybody has to be polyamorous or non-monogamous or or 
anything yeah anti, right like that's anti-establishment a, or what have you like yeah i um, mean well i mean it's anti-establishment, anti-establishment but <laughs> um but like anti-tradition uh, how about that yes anti-traditional yes, no. Agreed. And um, I also want to make sure that it's um, explicitly stated this uh, podcast, although we do talk a lot about non-monogamy and polyamory and all the other things. There's also a lot of the topics can be looked through um, the guys for monogamy too. Like you can create designer relationships within monogamy. Like you can create whatever you want. Choose, Like we said, choose your own adventure. Yeah, absolutely. And like no judgment on people who are monogamous. For sure. I have been monogamous for most of my life. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Kay can't say the same. No, I'm not. No, I'm I'm not at all. As a matter of fact, the more I think about it, sometimes the more I'm like, could I, could I ever be monogamous? Maybe that's a, that's a question for later. Ooh, yeah. Interesting question but for it's later. very, it's, yeah, I haven't. And it's crazy to think back that like over a decade now that I have just like, this is my normal quote unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no, like do, do whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. And so, um, and this section with this quote from, uh, Tracy Ann Duncan, who wrote an article in 2021 about relationship anarchy and how, um, actually like the, uh, the pandemic has mm. really pointed us more towards this style of living because mm. the pandemic created such isolation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And they said relationship anarchy is about putting power in the hands of people in relationship with one another instead of blindly accepting the rules invented to support the white heterocapitalist patriarchy. And I just like, that's beautiful to me. Yeah. It is. It's so beautiful. And the fact that it's come out from such a time where we were so isolated and we had the, the ability to kind of look inward and be like, you know, no, I, I want. I need community like this. These are the times in our lives when we need community. Yeah. Yeah. And like the fact that we've always needed a community yeah. just was like ripped from us yeah. in a way or like sterilized to be Oh yeah, mm-hmm. only yeah. one way of looking or I don't know, oh, something yeah. like that. It's true. Yeah. I forget the, the author, Teresa will probably remember uh, the book, uh, How We Show Up um bird song oh. mia bird song yeah mia bird song yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely fantastic book uh highly recommend definitely uh made me uh didn't make me realize but allowed me to have language surrounding how i felt about community and like the need for community and how community is such a pillar in just how i want to live my life and not even just religious friendships relationships every way like we we need it and we've always like you said we've always needed it yeah yeah so here we are taking it back like it yeah yeah hell yeah yeah power to the people <laughs> power to the people <laughs> <laughs> all right kay you want to talk about a little bit um Ooh. Ooh. W- what this means for you all right so yeah what does uh all right mean to me um and uh, like I mentioned a few times already, I have been uh, non-monogamous for a little over a decade now. So, uh, but I have to say within the last few years, particularly in the last year, I feel like I've had a lot of time to kind of sit with the concept of RA and be like, no, this is actually what I, this is what I've been doing. I just didn't have the language to, to, uh, to speak it. Mm -hmm. Um, so relationship anarchy to me is the ability to pick and choose how I want to conduct the structures of my connections and my relationship. Um, it's also like we've mentioned before, a political stance against the traditional like American values, um, as well as the like prescribed script 
that we've been fed and not even through like our families and our exposure within our family uh, units. Like I'm talking media and oh, yeah. movie, like everything, like Everywhere. just the, you know, you guy meets girl and they get married and they have babies and the babies grow up and there's grandkids, like the, this whole concept. Um, yeah. And not just romantic, right. Not just romantic yes. relationships. Even oh yeah. Like I love a good high school movie, but like there's <laughs> 10 things we hate about you. I love 10 things I hate about you guys. Recently Clues. saw it what, yeah, two I, years ago. Like <laughs> I showed Kay this, I made her watch it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? Said, this is Heath Ledger. How do you not know? <laughs> I was a weird teen. I did not watch any of those movies. I was I, also a weird teen because I loved Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and Joseph oh. Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. All right. Valid. <laughs> um, and I wanted to be Kat. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like I and Clueless is 100% my favorite movie. And like I could make a whole list of dumb <laughs> high school movies that I really love. Um, <laughs> autistic much? <laughs> nah. <laughs> not at all. Nah. <laughs> But like all of those are social scripts, right? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. honestly why I really loved them, especially when I was younger, is because like I was like, oh, this is like how this is the how-to guide on how, mm. oh, how yeah. friendships and to socialize and stuff. And and I mean, um, maybe I took that like very literally and would mm-hmm. like actually like mimic characters because again, mm. I'm an autistic woman. Um, but like, uh, so other people may not do that as literally, but we do subconsciously. I can't believe I said subconscious. I hate that word unconsciously. <laughs> I knew you hated that word. Goodness. Okay. Oh, we can get into that. That's all word. right. Well, that's my, let's have on our next my... episode, semantics. No, uh, <laughs> we're definitely not doing that. No one wants to listen to that. No, no. As a matter of fact, I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> so thank you. You have to listen to it enough when um, I and oh your other god. partners are around. So. Oh my god. It's like, a... <laughs> oh, all right. I love everyone. I love, I love everyone. If you ever want to hear about semantics, invite a bunch of Ravenclaws to your party. Oh my god. Don't do that, guys. It, we are awful. It's, it is a borderline torture, honestly. I don't know why you do that to yourself. I do it to myself. I do. I do. do. It's a conscious choice. And I don't know. It's not with, conscious. It just happens. I don't know. Relationship and our key says that it's a Yeah, it's true. <laughs> god damn it (laughs) anyway (laughs) bring it back uh uh, reel it in as i say to my kids reel it in yeah Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) so uh relationship anarchy has allowed me the freedom to cultivate connections that fit my desires without like we've talked about subscribing to the traditional scripts of romantic or platonic relationships um I feel like I have the freedom to get my needs and desires met through multiple avenues. And I think that has led me, I've said it multiple times uh, over the past couple of months. Like I have never felt this emotionally, physically, sexually, like all of the ways supported in my life mm-hmm. than I do now. And fulfilled. With, oh my gosh, completely. Yeah. I, Yes, it is. It's beautiful. And it's, I, I am feel undeserving at times um, because it's so much and it's, it's, I wouldn't have been able to do it any other way. Um, if I think about it, yeah. I don't, I'm not entirely sure that I would, 
and then I'll talk about this a little bit later on, but uh, putting all of that pressure on one person to be your full support is overwhelming. It's, it's overwhelming not, for me. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not fair. It's definitely not fair. So, and what is it? Um, Happiness, uh, happiness shared is multiplied, sadness shared is divided. divided. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, I truly believe that. I have to give um, credit that comes from one of our very good friends. It does. It does. And I say it very often yeah, and I, I absolutely too. love it. It's beautiful. There's a couple of, couple of isms that I say from our friends that we will definitely give credit to, yep. <laughs> but yes. Um, so I, yeah, I feel like I have the desire, uh, the freedom to get those desires met through multiple partners, multiple avenues. Um, and it does, it relieves the pressure. Um, and it's just, it allows me the freedom to make further connections with individuals if I feel the desire to. Um, I always use the uh, the meme that came out. It's like, I don't know. We don't always have to have romantic. Maybe we want to start like a taco truck or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's beautiful and that I could literally make a connection with someone and 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 look inward and be like, do I want to date this person? Do I, do I just want to have them as a really close connection or business connection? Or do I want them to be like my QPP, my, uh, you know, do I want them to be in my life and be my partner in certain ways and be my anchor in certain ways, but maybe not other ways. Like it's, it's the ability and the freedom and the autonomy to create what you want and what I want. Um, this allows me to love and desire on my own terms, which I has given me so much power and power within so much of my life. I feel so, I'm, I hope this doesn't come off wrong. I feel so like in control of so what a much control freak. I know, I know it's bad. Oh no, my no. OCD. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But no, but like not oppressive control. Yes. Not, mm-hmm. not control of like other people and what they do, but not like- coercion and manipulation. It's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's power. It's definitely, it's power. And as a, as a, uh, woman identified as a, uh, woman of color, like to have that power within my relationships and to bring that power into my everyday life is just absolutely beautiful. And I feel so there's a, there's a, there's a sureness that I've gained over the past couple of years. And I feel like, yeah, Teresa's like nodding her head. Teresa has known me for a very long time. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, uh, she's seen me evolve into this person I am now. And I don't, think that I would be the person I am now without, uh, having the security and the autonomy and the encouragement from, and the, the, the support from the people in my life through, uh, RA. So, um, and additionally, and this is something that I feel, uh, is the biggest part of RA for me is it encourages me to dig deeper into my own values and desires. I have to look at what I actually want and speak it into existence mm-hmm. and and go after it in a way. Um, and it takes, it's in a continuous way. That's the other thing. Yeah. I have to constantly be checking in and say, okay, well, does this make me happy? Do I actually want to do that? Does this mm-hmm. fulfill me? Um, am I, you know, is this safe, sane and consensual? Yeah. Um, and that, that leads back into the power. Like I, I am sure of myself. I know myself and I have the confidence to go out and get it mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and and with that comes the introspective uh, introspection of like you have to know yourself. I have mm-hmm. to know myself. I have to do the work. I have to do the therapy. I have to do you know all of the things that we should be doing mm-hmm. already. Yep. Um, but it gives a voice to that and encourages that. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. I've go on. No. Sorry, no. Finish your thought. No, 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 no. <laughs> go, go, go. Um, I was going to say, like, it also gives you, like, the opportunity to say no. Oh, yes. Things. 100%. Yes, yes, yes. And that's something, like, that's something that uh, uh, I feel like I have to reiterate in a lot of my relationships mm-hmm. um, is that, no, this is good. This is okay. If it's not, I will say so. And I have gotten to the point that I can, I feel yeah. confident in myself being like, I don't feel comfortable doing this or this doesn't feel good to me, or maybe not now, yeah. like, or maybe we can check in later about right. it. Yeah. Um, not and yet. Maybe. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's again, that power that like, yeah. I could say no and be certain that if I do say no, I will still have my relationships. Yeah. And I think too, um, that makes it easier to hear no mm, from other yes. people too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I think it's really, I think it's lovely to be able to give someone the power of no also. Like, like so like, for example, I asked somebody at a coffee this morning and they responded in a way that seemed like they were not enthusiastic about mm-hmm. the potential <laughs> of going to coffee with me. And mm-hmm. so I responded like, like, hey, it's okay if you don't want to. That's, yeah, no I'm harm, okay no foul. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. He was like, no, I'm sorry. I do want to. <laughs> because who doesn't want to have coffee with me? Come on. True, true. I would have coffee with you. In a, I am, I actually. Know. You are having coffee yeah, with me. Yeah, always. I'm having water, but that's oh, fine. Well, all right. You hydrate. I will already dehydrate. Yeah, yeah. Coffee doesn't actually dehydrate you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, the Ravenclaw. Again, we're autistic here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just the bit. <laughs> But no, that's inappropriate. I don't use that. It's not just a bit. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, saying no and and being empowered in that no and uh, and being okay with receiving no. And yeah, yeah, there's there's power in yes, but there's definitely like so much more power in no and yeah. understanding that the world isn't going to crumble if you do get a no or if you, you I always say um, I'm not looking for an apology. I'm looking for an accommodation. Like, let's yeah. find compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. compromise, not because we're obligated to compromise, but because like we love each other and we want yeah. to meet each other in a place. Yes. Yeah. Let's meet. I'll meet you where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah. So I just, in order for my relationships to feel healthy and fulfilling, I need to really be aware of what I want each step of the way. And within each like growth pillar, like mm-hmm. what I want now in relationships is different. And I've, I've had uh, conversations with one of my partners, uh, since we started talking, uh, since we met and his ideas of what polyamory were and my how I do polyamory, how I like live my life were very, very, very different because Mm -hmm. he's had experience with people that do polyamory very, very different. And like everyone can do them their own way. I fully support everyone for, you know, choosing their own adventure. Um, But what I wanted when I was early twenties is completely different than what I want now, as far as relationship wise, or even sexually, sexual romance, uh, relationship wise. Like I, I like, give me the security of sitting on the couch, watching Netflix 
ordering pizza with my partners. I don't, you know, I mean, yeah, maybe we had the, 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 the days of early K with the orgies and then the sex parties and all those things, but those are not me now. Yeah. Been there, done that. Don't need it. Been there, done that. And I don't need it. And, you know, if it happens again, cool. That's cool. But am I desiring more close connection and more intimacy in different ways? 100%. And it has made me feel so fulfilled in that way. So, but yeah. So that's basically (laughs) the long of the short of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to say that uh, my evolution within RA has drastically changed because, uh, hearing this, uh, relationship anarchy years ago, I literally would cringe. Yeah. It was, it was such a bad connotation. It was such a bad connotation and it was used by people within the community. Um, and I, I, I live in Las Vegas, so they're different communities. Um, but yeah, within the community at the time, this is years ago. This is like a, I don't know, maybe eight, nine, nine years ago when I was like first baby Polly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was utilized by people who uh, would use it as a way to uh, coerce and like manipulate relationships into having lack of commitment. And, mm-hmm. oh, I was, I'm a relationship anarchist, so I do what the fuck I want. And it's like, oh, okay. But also people have emotions. <laughs> Uh-huh. So yeah, so it definitely has changed. Yeah. Um, it's and it's beautiful to see it changing, and it's beautiful to see people um, taking the words and and taking the concept and using it in a way that you know everyone could be happy, mm-hmm. everyone feel happy and fulfilled and satisfied. So I love that. Yeah, same. And I and I know I talked about my problem with the phrase relationship already. <laughs> Anarchy, but, but also my first my first introduction to relationship anarchy, um, as a concept was, yeah, we went to this like polyam discussion group. Mm-hmm, Gosh, mm-hmm. that was like seven years ago. It was seven years. It's so long. I, I think feel, so. it is 2022. I keep, I keep it's saying like, years. Oh, I've only known Teresa for like five years. It's like <laughs> how I think it's like eight years at this point or like it's eight years. Yeah. Jeez, wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <In a good laughs> minute. Time. Time. What's really, what's really wild, this is really going to blow your mind. I've lived in Santa Cruz for half of that time. Oh my gosh. What? That's crazy. <laughs> and to think I, I, I hated uh, you for moving. Of course. I hated <laughs> me for moving. I know. <laughs> that's the best thing. That's It's beautiful. I love, I love, yep. I love you there. And I get a, I get a summer, I get a summer home. It's that's great. right. You see me in Santa Cruz. Uh, it's beautiful. Not a cloud in the sky today. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, when I was still living in Vegas, we went to this like polyam discussion group, and there was this guy there. I will never forget him. He gave me like the worst vibes ever. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, he was so distasteful for like mm. uh, for anybody who like wanted a commitment or like wanted <laughs> to be in love. And I was like, what is who hurt you? <laughs> what is that relationship anarchy? Fuck that. Yeah, That's they're stupid. Yeah, there were a lot of individuals who have floated through the community over the years that I'm that gave gave relationship anarchy a, a bad name. A real bad name. Yeah. And yeah. it's unfortunate because that became what I thought of it. Like and yeah, I, I was just like, oh well, if that's that, no, if that's that I don't want do that. that. No, no, that's yeah. not good. Do not like unsubscribe. Not like, yep. <laughs> Abort, abort. abort. <laughs> but like I, so I love that the conversation has changed. I love yeah. that that people are like, no, 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 that was that was that was uh 
manipulation and coercion. And that was, you know, that wasn't right. That's trauma. <laughs> That's trauma. That's trauma, folks. That's trauma, folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like relationship anarchy is not about never committing to anything. It's just about like designing your commitments. Yeah, designer. Designer commitments, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like not every commitment has to be a long-term commitment. It can be a short-term commitment. It yeah. Can be, but it's just like, knowing what you're getting into mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to have an explicit conversation about that and coming to an agreement between the two of you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. An enthusiastic agreement and enthusiastic dynamics and all the, all the things that make everyone happy. Yeah, totally. Nice. So I'm obviously newer to um, this world. I'm yes. Yes. And no, I don't know. So Many years ago, I, like I've had experience with non-monogamy in different forms, um, but I, I am much newer to relationship anarchy. I'll say that, um, and to uh, choosing to understand what it actually is, and mm-hmm. then doing the inner work of like, does this fit for me, and if so, how. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I know I already said it already, but like I really like that phrase, the salad buffet mm-hmm. of relationships because mm-hmm. it's just like anything that you want it's there and it's up to you two to like decide together in collaboration mm-hmm. um, what goes on the plate mm-hmm. um and like sizzler I keep yeah. thinking <laughs> rest in peace poor went out for sizzler r.i.p sizzler hey <laughs> misses you I do I do I know I know sizzler was like part of your childhood <laughs> I just like aged myself. It's Not terrible. Of, oh yeah, you aged yourself. <laughs> Says the person who's closer to forty. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but like really, moreover, RA has given me the opportunity to examine myself and my values and my needs and my wants, mm. um, and then to figure out how to get those met in a healthy manner that is communicative and mutual. Um, and I feel like our way of relating leaves a lot of room for assumptions. Like we we've talked about and, um, like no joke as an autistic person, that is terrible for me. It's like the worst (laughs) thing ever. It's horrible. It puts me in like this state of anxiety. Kay is laughing so much because she has to deal with that. It is very funny to me because I, my flavor of neurodivergence is very much like, I'm just going to live in the void. No, I hate <laughs> the void. And it's like some things I hate the void, except for some things. But like in majority, in eh, the void's fine. It's cool here. There's lots of space. I like it. It's it's fun. I'm okay. It, I'm okay with the void if it's like, you're going to be in the void. I'm like, okay, I'll be in the void. Okay. <laughs> I understand that I'm in the void. <laughs> I love this like image that I have of just like I know. <laughs> this is like mm-hmm, yay, void. Do. Yay. Uh, but no, I like I... know that like where the parameters of the void are. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. I love a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I love a box. Except I mean I love to also try to escape the box. So yes, I think it valid. gives me a fun game to play. To, like, yeah, is to that it? The void. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting. This is this is fantastic. We're going, going too far with the metaphor. Right. We are. Reel it in, a, reel it in. Yeah, come back. But so like, but not only is it terrible for me, honestly, I think it's terrible for a lot of people, not just autistic humans. You True. know, mm-hmm. 
I'm a mental health therapist. I get a front seat to relationship issues of all types. Mm. And over and over again, I see the issues of unstated expectations not being met as a primary problem with a secondary underlying problem of not even knowing what our needs even really are in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so RA provides that space for self-examination. Um, if you know me, you know that I love self-examination. Just a bit. It's just my favorite thing. <laughs> I really love to learn a thing and then be like, how does this apply to me? Mm -hmm. um, what could I learn about myself based on this new information? Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, no, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> Great. No. But still, that's, I learned something. Yeah. Um, and and so it not only provides a space for that, that self-examination, but then an intentional choice mm. in how I want to get those needs met. Mm. So like, I like the, I like the, the word intentional choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I just see a lot of things, um, being unintentional. Yes. Like, a lot of things that we do are mindless. And I don't mean that in like a judgmental way. I just mean like automatic. Yeah. Un un yeah. And unnecessary too. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's, um, it's an exercise in presencing yourself in mm -hmm. your life and presencing yourself within yourself and within mm -hmm. your relationships um, to be able to understand what it is that you want and how to intentionally go about that getting met and like intentionally and explicitly. Yes, and so, yes. Because I think you can be intentionally manipulative. Oh, 100%. That's not this. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think that people who are intentionally manipulative often do that out of a sense of like fear that if they were to state it, um, it wouldn't be accepted or it wouldn't be met. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, maybe that's my propensity for <laughs> empathizing with monsters, but uh, <laughs> that's because we all are monsters. I'm not going to go down that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who is the monster and who is the man? Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not gonna go down that philosophical rabbit hole, but um like it's true, I mm -hmm. think. Oh, yeah. Um and so this has resulted in a real feeling of like freedom and personal autonomy. Mm -hmm. We love to see it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I some personal autonomy. Yes. Oh, resonates with me. I love, I love the autonomy. I love that ability to just be individual, the individual within the relationships. Like, cause I feel all too, all too often within like in particular monogamous relationships, it's uh, you lose some autonomy and, yeah. or like, uh, or a certain level of autonomy is looked at as, as bad, as bad. Yeah. And you have to like stifle yourself oftentimes yes. within your relationships. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I say that as like, I've been in a lot of monogamous relationships, right? And like every single one I've had to stifle myself in a lot of ways and mm -hmm. I'm fucking done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is it, is it love or is it attachment issues? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And like on that note, I think that, that RA really promotes secure attachment mm. in multiple relationships. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I have worked through all, all of my attachment. Not, I mean, not that they are over because you know, they pop up every so often. Um, but I have worked through a lot of my attachment wounds through, uh, non-monogamy and through RA completely because I needed, I needed to be okay 
as an autonomous human, I needed, Mm -hmm. I needed to be okay. Um, because when you see your partner go off and, and, you know, be flirty with someone else, or, you know, you need to kind of check yourself and be like, okay, wait a minute. Why, why does this upset me? What's upsetting about this? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why am I upset? Is it because I feel, you know, a, B or C, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to kind of go down that, um, into like that shadow work. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is allowed me to view myself with through kindness and through uh, grace mm-hmm. and also just provides me with a security that like, no, 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 everything's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You can be individual people, like people, you're, the people you love can love other people and spend time with other people. And that's okay. That's healthy. Mm-hmm. Healthy, important, like yeah. all kinds of things. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like, like you said, like as someone who is actively working to heal avoidant and anxious (laughs) attachment (laughs) wounds. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it's been really incredible to embrace this, um, this style of relationships and approaching my own needs and values and wants and, um, to be able to get those needs met Mm -hmm, hopefully mm -hmm. because, um, like healing is done in the relations, relational space. Like yes. Mm-hmm. Attachment wounds have to be healed relationally. Mm-hmm. And um, call me crazy. I think a lot of people in our generation have a lot of attachment wounding because of our no. upbringing. I know. I'm, no. I feel like hot take. Hot it's take. not that controversial, but it is. Like, it's yeah, yeah, something like we know, but we don't talk about. Well, I mean, we've come from a lot of us come from a generation of come from a generation of generations too that didn't talk about that stuff Mm -hmm. or acknowledge it or just like, well, that's that's family. Like, no, and no, that's that's toxic. That's That's a trauma. Yeah, Yeah. that's abuse. (laughs) It's not family. Um, So mm -hmm, I agree. I agree. And so to be able to have this like reclamation of Mm -hmm. myself, Mm -hmm. it's been really incredible. It's so beautiful. I love, I love seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Yay. Let's grow. That's growth, baby. That's growth, baby. <laughs> so I think that about wraps up what we wanted to talk about today. Um, there is a really cool tool that I'll link in, in the show notes. It's called the Relationship Anarchy Smorgasbord. Um, I think that might be something that we talk about in like our next episode or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's really, it's, I, uh, I didn't see it. And uh, when Teresa showed it to me, I was like, oh, this is rad. I yeah. I like this mucho. Uh, so yeah, maybe we might do an episode on that. Um, I definitely feel like uh, it will play into uh, a future episode of our uh, like uh, relationship, like expectation mm-hmm. uh, list or check in yeah. um, yeah. that I have. I have created over the years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely it's 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 really awesome. I suggest everyone go check it out. Also, uh smorgasbord is a great word. So it's a great word. <laughs> we love a ridiculous word. Oh, obnoxious in the best ways. <laughs> So yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us today. It was like I feel like this was this went great. I I I loved. I loved talking about all this. This is fantastic. I I love that it's more of a topic of conversation. I love how um, the community is changing. I love, I can't wait for all the little baby RAs to come out. And uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us on this episode, on episode one. Episode one. Yay. Yay. Yay.
All right. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate us on whatever app you're listening from and follow us on Instagram at Our Diverse Universe. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, email us at exploreouruniverse at gmail.com. Until next time, explorers. See you then. Thank you.